And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues, street corners. They may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. When you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then like this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts, as we also forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Before we pray, I uh, just want to thank you for the opportunity to be here again. A number of you uh, men were with us last Sunday night at our installation service for our new pastor, Adam, and Adam Parker and his family. So thank you for your prayers as we start a whole new venture with our brother in the Lord from Mississippi. (laughs) He's come to the Northwest. He says, no humidity here. (laughs) But God has a special one for you as well. We're praying for you folks. In fact, if I was 20 years younger, I might even throw my hat in the ring. Now, don't tell my wife that, okay? I said those words. But uh, God has a special place for this congregation. Talking to your elders that you're growing in the summertime and God is helping you to grow even further. So thank you for the opportunity to be here. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we've already asked you to help us to know your word better. Thank you, Father, that we can pray to you as our Heavenly Father. That you care for us, you love us, you serve us as we seek to serve you. This day, Lord, meet the need of whatever that need may be in this congregation. In your precious and holy name, we pray these things. Amen. So if you would turn to your Bibles, to um, or you already have it, <laughs> in your bulletins, does everybody have one of these fold-outs? If you don't have one of these in your bulletin, Camden said he'd be glad to give you one. I'm going to be sharing this with you today. Adventurous prayer life. I've attended a number of prayer summits at Cannon Beach with a number of pastors over the years. We no longer seem to have those. We really miss those kind of times of prayer. But one of the things that that the pastors themselves, they say we love to study and, and preach and teach the word of God. But we have a hard time praying, seeking the face of God. Does that surprise you? One of the hardest things for myself is to pray. And I know why. Because I tend to be independent. I want to do things my way. I call it the Frank Sinatra syndrome. After it's said and done, I'm living life my way. <laughs> and it's hard for us to pray. And so I want us to think about this kind of prayer life, refreshing look at the Lord's Prayer. We all know it. We've said it. Even our children know it. 
by memory. Our prayer is not about ourselves. Our prayer is about our Heavenly Father in heaven. Concerned with us here on this earth. Our prayer is an us prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. So I want you to think about this as a prayer with a friend. I want you to think about this as a a marriage prayer. That you pray this prayer with your dear wife or husband. I want you to see this as an us prayer, a prayer for your family, getting your children together and praying this prayer that they already know. It's a church prayer. The churches get together and they share together. Those prayer summits we had down in Cannon Beach were very, very special times. Pastors from all over the area coming together and and seeking God's face in prayer. See, God communicates with us through his word. And he says to me and to you, I love you. And when we pray, our heart is toward our Father in heaven. Through the power of the Holy Spirit and the work of his Son. And our Father in heaven says, yeah, you're praying You do love me. So as we start this prayer today, it all begins with prayer of praise and worship. Father in heaven, the word hallowed is basically an old English word. Holy is your name. Holy means it's set apart unto yourself. It's your name that we praise. I think of Mary, the mother of Jesus. Uncertain times for her. Going back to Nazareth. Nazareth like Portland. (laughs) Nothing good comes out of Nazareth. (laughs) We got to keep Portland weird, you know. (laughs) That's our bumper sticker. (laughs) The whole world knows about us in Portland. She's going back to Nazareth, uncertain what's going to happen. Will my husband-to-be, will he give me a bill of divorcement? He may not understand why I'm carrying, not his child. How about my parents? Will they believe me? My girlfriends that I see and grown up with, I can earn the scuttlebutt. Will the priest excommunicate me when I come back to Nazareth? She's coming back in uncertain ways, uncertain terms. And you know what she says? In the midst of it all, my soul exalts the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Praise and joy go hand in hand together. So begin your prayer life with a prayer of praise concerning the name of the Lord God. God is Elohim. It's a beautiful word. It means mighty one. No, it's the almighty one. The almighty Father in heaven, the almighty Son of God, the almighty Spirit of God. Elohim. The almighty one. I call the almighty breathing one. There's nothing. And then God. And a hundred billion galaxies come into existence. Just with a breath. Holy is your name, Elohim. And you keep us alive. In you we live and move and have our being. We breathe with the same breath that created the whole universe. And we have the scriptures, the breath of God, the love letter that God has given to us. So begin your prayer life with a 
prayer of praise. If you're living in uncertain times, and you probably are, because we don't know what's going to happen in the future, begin your life with praise and adoration and joy. My soul will exalt the Lord and my spirit will rejoice in God, my Savior. And your heavenly Father will just pour out his blessing on your life. He loves to hear his name. I love to go from place to place as I've been able to travel around, especially from Native American ministries down at Flagstaff and Mokum Indian Bible College in Minnesota. I love to be able to share with these Native students. The name of God is Elohim. He's the almighty breathing one. But Elohim has a plural, plural ending, a plural, plural noun. From the very first words of Scripture, Genesis 1.1, in the beginning Elohim created the heavens and the earth. God has revealed himself as the almighty Father in heaven, the almighty Son of God, and the almighty Spirit of God. It's Elohim. Mary said, I rejoice in God, my Savior. Elohim, my Savior. Are you rejoicing in God, your Savior, this morning? Are you rejoicing in Elohim? But he's more than just Elohim. He's Lord. We've been singing about him today. It's the word Yahweh. The Tetragrammaton, three, four Hebrew letters. Yah, we say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise to Yah. He's not just the breathing one. He's the one who always was before the breath of creation. He's the one who is since the breath of creation to the consummation. And he's the one who always will be. Holy is his name. Not just Elohim, Father, Son, and Spirit. He is Yahweh, the eternal being one. Always was, is, and always will be. But this is the covenant name for God. Yahweh is the covenant name for God. And that that covenant says, I love you. I've made a covenant with you, my people. I am that I am the Lord, your personal God. I love you. His love is based on his character. He always was. That means he always was in love with us. Before the breath of creation, Elohim, the Father, Son, and Spirit, the Father, chose us in love. And then he predestined, he marked us out beforehand to be his adopted son and daughter. And then... He signed our adoption papers in the blood of his son. We have always been loved by Yahweh, Elohim. I am that I am the Lord your God. And then he is the God who is. Therefore, he loves us right here and now. 1141, Sunday morning. God is saying, I love you. I'm in heaven praying a love prayer for you, interceding for you in these uncertain times. Zephaniah says he's singing love songs to us. And the last time I was here with you, I was talking about Numbers, chapter 6 and verse 27 through 20, 25 through 27. His face shines upon us this morning. He's in love with us. Now. And he will always be in love with us forever. Nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is Christ Jesus our Lord. Holy is his name. Begin your prayer life with a prayer of praise and adoration concerning the name of the Lord your God. Amen? Come on, we're not the frozen chosen. (laughs) Amen. Holy is your name. And that's followed then by the prayer of expectation. Not about you, but I'm looking forward to going home. The last time I was here, I was telling about my brother-in-law, Don. Age 60, we challenged each other to go skydiving, and we did that together. 
He had cancer. And I was at his bedside just before he went to be with the Lord. You know, we're only one breath away from heaven. One breath away from paradise. The thief on the cross. Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus turned to him and said, today you will be with me in paradise. If there's hope for the thief on the cross, it's hope for us as well. <laughs> Prayer of expectation. He's coming back and making everything right. The prayer of expectation. <clears throat> you can read those scriptures. And then also, kingdom's not just to come, but his kingdom's right here and now. Many of you folks have been to the Colville Reservation. I've been with the Norby's a number of times. Did you have fun? Did you enjoy that time? Good time. You were advancing God's kingdom in Coville. And you can pray the prayer of expectation that you're going and giving and praying had results. Some from every tribe, tongue, and nation will be in heaven because you went. You can pray the prayer of expectation. Father in heaven, your kingdom is coming, but your kingdom is here. And I have the privilege and responsibility to advance your kingdom right here and now. And just as you enjoy doing that, you enjoy your kingdom right here. You're praying for your missionaries. I have the privilege to be with Jay Stom in the African Bible College when he has a little daughter, Laura. He went to South uh, Africa, yeah, Africa, Southern Africa, and had that little baby. And I had the privilege to be there at the African Bible College teaching, and I just, just enjoyed that time together. It's a beautiful time. So when you, when you pray and you give and you go, you're expecting God to do great things, and he is, because some from every tribe, tongue, and nation will be there. Will be there. So keep up the good work. Pray the prayer of expectation. Then pray the prayer of pleasure. Your will be done on earth, Father in heaven, as it is here on earth. Your, your, your pleasure, the word, ple the word will is pleasure, it's not determined will, it's the pleasured will of God. God says to us in the covenant relationship, I am that I am the Lord your God and I am with you. I'm with you to bless you and make you a blessing. He's with us. He loves to be with us. A couple of nights ago at the full moon, I woke up, <clears throat> woke up in the middle of the night while Carolyn was laying in the bed and I thought I'd, well, I'd challenge her, but I thought maybe I'd better not. <laughs> I went outside in the middle of the night and I saw the full moon out there just shining. I said, oh, Lord God. The heavens do declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the works of his hands. God was with me to enjoy that time. I sit in the swing in the backyard and sometimes work on my messages. I look at all the flowers that my dear wife has made and has planted and along our picket fence and I said there wow I said God you're with me to enjoy this time with me he's with you when you go with your family on vacation God's with you he's just saying come come let us enjoy life together your pleasure be done on earth as it is in heaven and since my brother Don has been with the Lord these last few weeks, yeah, I've been thinking, Don, what are you doing? What are you saying? What are you singing? What are, what, what are, what's happening there in, in paradise? 
Can you imagine the joy and pleasures in paradise? We're only one breath away from heaven. Do you want to go? <laughs> and when he was there fighting the battle with cancer, I know he's going to go. I said, oh, man, I want to trade places with you, Don. <laughs> but he went on. We can taste of that joy and pleasure right here and now in the prayer of pleasure. God is waiting for us. Places, experiences. I talked with a brother here this this morning. He said, I just was married in June. I said, well, that's my anniversary too in June. One year for him, well, a couple months, you know. But brother, God was with you in your marriage. I see these little kids. He's with our children being born. He's right there with us. He's enjoying it with us. The prayer of pleasure. You know, before we even ask God anything, we can praise and enjoy God's name. We can expect his coming back again. And we can pray the prayer of pleasure right here and now. Enjoy the Lord your God. He's with you to bless you because his face is shining upon you this morning. Then turn over. The prayer of provision. Father in heaven. Give us this day our day-by-day-by-day bread. And it's an us prayer, which means I have personal needs. You've got personal needs. Pray to your Father in heaven. He's anxious to hear your words saying, Father, I need, I need. And God delights to do so. The psalmist said it this way. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he gives you the desires of your heart. We kind of tend to turn that around and say, Lord, give me the desires of my heart, and then I'll delight in you. (laughs) No, delight in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart in your personal prayer. may not be all you want or all you need, but he, he is there with you. I think the last time I was with you, I said, God's face shines upon us, his countenance is toward us because he's gracious toward us and he gives us shalom, he gives us peace. It's well with our soul. It may not be well with your body, well with your soul. It may not be well with your wealth, your health or wealth, but it's well with your soul. It's well. It may not be well with relationships, but well with your soul. God delights to give you that. So pray for your marriage. It's an us prayer. Pray for your spouse. But in do that, you have to let their spouse know what you need. Open yourself up. God knows. He wants you to pray that prayer for each child and grandchildren. Every night, Carol and I get together and And after dinner time, we get together and we pray for all of our children's needs and all of our grandchildren's needs. Got three children scattered all over the United States, and we have eight grandchildren. One just got married back east. His wife came from the Netherlands. We were praying for her to come back to the Netherlands so they could get married. And God answered that prayer just last week. God enjoyed being there. Pray for your extended family. Pray for the family of faith. I was able to share at the installation service. The um, as associate pastor, we have all of our six elders in what I call a, a reaching out to the people in the congregation a shepherding program. And I encourage the elders here to do the same thing. Pray for your people. 
Get on the phone or email and pray for your people. Because when you do that, you'll enjoy listening to your prayers and they'll enjoy listening to your, your, your prayers for them as well. Pray for each other. and Pray for your elders. Pray for your deacons. Father, we are a great need. We need you, Father. Please meet our needs. That's followed by the prayer of forgiveness. Personal forgiveness with God. We are forever forgiven. Forever forgiven. So when I stand up here and we have our communion service, I love, whether it be Evergreen or here, wherever it is that I have the chance to do this, I say we're forever forgiven because God has forgiven all of our past sins of thought, word, and deed, behavior. He has forgiven all of our present sins. He's forgiven all of our future sins. They're all forgiven. We are forgiven people. Therefore, we can forgive ourselves. I remember being in Vancouver, British Columbia, the street church ministry up there in Vancouver, and I was sharing on a message on assurance of forgiveness. Here comes this big, huge native guy running down the aisle with tears in his eyes. He picked me up and he shook me. And he said, for the first time, David, I can forgive myself because I know I'm forgiven. The enemy doesn't want us to forgive ourselves. But we're already forgiven. We forgive each other as well. If you're forgiven of all your sins, you're justified. God, by his grace, has justified you. He's given you his grace, pardoned all your sin, accepts you as righteous. You and you and you and you and you. Therefore, what else can we do but forgive each other, right? And God delights when we forgive each other. Our, assess, our sins, our trespasses, our debts. Because forgiveness means we're loosed. He's taken it away. The debt is paid in full. And then we have the prayer of protection. Lord, Father, I don't want to be a Job. But if I'm a Job... I'm a Job in this life for a while. Protect me. Protect me, Father. John chapter 17, verse 11. We are protected by the name of the Lord. At that street church ministry, I saw a guy named Alan on the back seat He's trembling as I'm preaching the word. Just trembling. The next night he's in the front seat, trembling. I'm watching him. When I give the invitation, Alan comes forward, and I put my arms around him, and he prays the prayer of repentance or forgiveness to the family of God. No longer trembling. But he says, David, you got to help me. You got to help me. How can I help you, Alan? When I go downstairs and I walk those streets, when I go and lay in my sleeping bag at night, I hear bad voices. I hear these voices attacking me all the time. Please help me. Talk to John chapter 17, 17, verse 11. You are now protected by the name of Yahweh, the Lord, the eternal being one. He came back the next night, beaming from ear to ear, and he said, David, they're gone. They're gone. All those voices, I don't hear them anymore. Yeah, because I'm protected by the name of the Lord. Alan, on the streets of Vancouver, he shares his testimony. You know what they call him? The demon chaser. 
We are protected by the name of the Lord. In other words, the prayer of protection goes right back to the prayer of praise and adoration. Praising his name, Yahweh. So as we listen, we need protection. Our marriages need protection. Our family needs protection. The enemy works overtime. Divide, conquer, destroy. That's his, that's his purpose. That's his way. We need the prayer, the prayer, prayer protection. My marriage is protected by the name of the Lord. My family is protected by the name of the Lord. This church is protected by the name of the Lord. We need to pray that God would just reach out and protect us as his own. So what's the first prayer? Prayer of what? An adoration with joy. That leads us to the prayer of what? Prayer of expectation. He's coming. I'm homesick. I want to go. But until I go, I can expect God to work in Coville or wherever else. Followed by the prayer of what? Pleasure. I'm the Lord your God. I'm with you to enjoy life with you here and now. Places and experiences of life birth or family or seasons of life, I'm with you. That's followed by the prayer of what? Provision. Father, give us this day our daily bread. Followed by the great prayer of forgiveness. I'm loosed. Hallelujah, I'm loosed. He's taken all my sin away and given it to Christ. He paid the debt in full. There's no more debt to pay. I can forgive myself, and I can forgive you, and you can forgive me. Most precious three-letter words of love. Please forgive me. I forgive you. And last of all, the prayer of protection. The enemy is working overtime. Overtime. I kind of even sensed that even this morning. I'm struggling with my voice. I don't know why. (laughs) Prayer of protection. Because it's the prayer of praise and adoration. Father, holy is your name. Father in heaven, we, we do pray that you would grant us a refreshing look at this Lord's prayer this day. Help us, Lord. We love you. You love us. Thank you for being with us this day. In your name we pray these things. In your name, amen and amen. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues, the street corners. They may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. When you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then like this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts, as we also forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Maybe seated. Before we pray, I just want to thank you for the opportunity to be here again. A number of you uh, men were with us last Sunday night at our installation service where our new pastor, Adam, and Adam Parker and his family. So thank you for your prayers. 
as we start a whole new venture with our brother in the Lord from Mississippi. <laughs> He's come to the Northwest. He says, no humidity here. <laughs> but God has a special one for you as well. We're praying for you folks. In fact, if I was 20 years younger, I might even throw my hat in the ring. Now, don't tell my wife that, okay, <laughs> that I said those words. But uh, God has a special place for this congregation. Talking to your elders that you're growing in the summertime and God is helping you to grow even further. So thank you for the opportunity to be here. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we've already asked you to help us to know your word better. Thank you, Father, that... We can pray to you as our Heavenly Father. and You care for us. You love us. You serve us as we seek to serve you. This day, Lord, meet the need of whatever that need may be in this congregation. In your precious and holy name, we pray these things. Amen. So if you would turn to your Bibles... To um, or you already have it <laughs> in your bulletins. Does everybody have one of these foldouts? If you don't have one of these in your bulletin, Camden said he'd be glad to, to give you one. I'm going to be sharing this with you today. Adventurous prayer life. I've attended a number of prayer summits at Cannon Beach with a number of pastors over the years. We no longer seem to have those. We really miss those kind of times of prayer. But one of the things that, that the pastors themselves, they say we love to study and, and preach and teach the word of God. But we have a hard time praying. Seeking the face of God. Does that surprise you? One of the hardest things for myself is to pray. And I know why. Because I tend to be independent. I want to do things my way. I call it the Frank Sinatra syndrome. After it's said and done, I'm living life my way. <laughs> And it's hard for us to pray. So I want us to think about this kind of prayer life. Refreshing look at the Lord's Prayer. We all know it. We've said it. Even our children know it by memory. Our prayer is not about ourselves. Our prayer is is about our heavenly Father in heaven, concerned with us here on this earth. Our prayer is an us prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. So I want you to think about this as a prayer with a friend. I want you to think about this as a, prayer, a marriage prayer, that you pray this prayer with your dear wife or husband. I want you to see this as an us prayer, a prayer for your family, getting your children together and praying this prayer that they already know. It's a church prayer. The churches get together and they share together. Those prayer summits we had down in Cannon Beach were very, very special times. Pastors from all over the area coming together and, and seeking God's face in prayer. See, God communicates with us through his word. And he says to me and to you, I love you. And when we pray, our heart is toward our Father in heaven. Through the power of the Holy Spirit and the work of his Son. And our Father in heaven says, yeah, you're praying. You do love me. So 
So as we start this prayer today, it all begins with prayer of praise and worship. Father in heaven, the word hallowed is basically an old English word, holy is your name. Holy means it's set apart unto yourself. It's your name that we praise. I think of Mary, the mother of Jesus. Uncertain times for her. Going back to Nazareth. Nazareth like Portland. (laughs) Nothing good comes out of Nazareth. (laughs) We got to keep Portland weird, you know. (laughs) That's our bumper sticker. (laughs) The whole world knows about us in Portland. She's going back to Nazareth, uncertain what's going to happen. Will my husband-to-be, will he give me a bill of divorcement? He may not understand why I'm carrying, not his child. How about my parents? Will they believe me? My girlfriends that I see and grown up with, I can hear the scuttlebutt. Will the priest excommunicate me when I come back to Nazareth? She's coming back in uncertain ways, uncertain terms. And you know what she says? Midst of it all, my soul exalts the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Praise and joy go hand in hand together. So begin your prayer life with a prayer of praise concerning the name of the Lord God. God is Elohim. It's a beautiful word. It means mighty one. No, it's the almighty one. The almighty Father in heaven, the almighty Son of God, the almighty Spirit of God. Elohim. The almighty one. I call the almighty breathing one. There's nothing. And then God. And a hundred billion galaxies come into existence. Just with a breath. Holy is your name, Elohim. And you keep us alive. In you we live and move and have our being. We breathe with the same breath that created the whole universe. And we have the scriptures, the breath of God, the love letter that God has given to us. So begin your prayer life with a prayer of praise. If you're living in uncertain times, and you probably are, because we don't know what's going to happen in the future, begin your life with praise and adoration and joy. My soul will exalt the Lord and my spirit will rejoice in God, my Savior. And your heavenly Father will just pour out his blessing on your life. He loves to hear his name. I love to go from place to place as I've been able to travel around, especially from Native American ministries down at Flagstaff and Mokum Indian Bible College in Minnesota. I love to be able to share with these Native students. The name of God is Elohim. He's the almighty breathing one. But Elohim has a plural, plural ending, a plural, plural noun. From the very first words of Scripture, Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, Elohim created the heavens and the earth. God has revealed himself as the almighty Father in heaven, the almighty Son of God, and the almighty Spirit of God. Elohim. Mary said, I rejoice in God, my Savior. Elohim, my Savior. Are you rejoicing in God, your Savior, this morning? Are you rejoicing in Elohim? But he's more than just Elohim. He's Lord. We've been singing about him today. It's the word Yahweh. The Tetragrammaton, three, four Hebrew letters. 
Yah. We say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise to Yah. He's not just the breathing one. He's the one who always was before the breath of creation. He's the one who is since the breath of creation to the consummation. And he's the one who always will be. Holy is his name. Not just Elohim, Father, Son, and Spirit. He is Yahweh, the eternal being one. Always was, is, and always will be. But this is the covenant name for God. Yahweh is the covenant name for God. And that, that covenant says, I love you. I've made a covenant with you, my people. I am that I am the Lord, your personal God. I love you. His love is based on his character. He always was. That means he always was in love with us. Before the breath of creation, Elohim, the Father, Son, and Spirit, the Father, chose us in love. And then he predestined, he marked us out beforehand to be his adopted son and daughter. And then... He signed our adoption papers in the blood of his son. We have always been loved by Yahweh, Elohim. I am that I am the Lord your God. And then he is the God who is. Therefore, he loves us right here and now. 1141, Sunday morning. God is saying, I love you. I'm in heaven praying a love prayer for you, interceding for you in these uncertain times. Zephaniah says he's singing love songs to us. And the last time I was here with you, I was talking about Numbers, chapter 6 and verse 27 through 20, 25 through 27. His face shines upon us this morning. He's in love with us. Now. And he will always be in love with us forever. Nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is Christ Jesus our Lord. Holy is his name. Begin your prayer life with a prayer of praise and adoration concerning the name of the Lord your God. Amen? Come on, we're not the frozen chosen. (laughs) Amen. Holy is your name. And that's followed then by the prayer of expectation. Not about you, but I'm looking forward to going home. The last time I was here, I was telling about my brother-in-law, Don. Age 60, we challenged each other to go skydiving, and we did that together. He had cancer. And I was at his bedside just before he went to be with the Lord. You know, we're only one breath away from heaven. One breath away from paradise. The thief on the cross. Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus turned to him and said, today you will be with me in paradise. If there's hope for the thief on the cross, it's hope for us as well. (laughs) Prayer of expectation. He's coming back and making everything right. The prayer of expectation. You can read those scriptures. And then also, kingdom's not just to come, but his kingdom's right here and now. Many of you folks have been to the Colville Reservation. I've been with the Norby's a number of times. Did you have fun? Did you enjoy that time? Good time. You were advancing God's kingdom in Colville. And you can pray the prayer of expectation that you're going and giving and praying had results. Some from every tribe, tongue, and nation will be in heaven because you went. You can pray the prayer of expectation. Father in heaven, your kingdom is coming, but your kingdom is here. And I have the privilege 
and responsibility to advance your kingdom right here and now. And just as you enjoy doing that, you enjoy your kingdom right here. You're praying for your missionaries. I have the privilege to be with Jay Stom in the African Bible College when he has a little daughter, Laura. He went to South uh, Africa, yeah, Africa, Southern Africa, and had the little baby. And I had the privilege to be there at the African Bible College teaching, and I just, just enjoyed that time together. It's a beautiful time. So when you, when you pray and you give and you go, you're expecting God to do great things, and he is, because some from every tribe, tongue, and nation will be there. Will be there. So keep up the good work. Pray the prayer of expectation. Then pray the prayer of pleasure. Your will be done on earth, Father in heaven, as it is here on earth. Your, your, your pleasure. The word, ple- the word will is pleasure. It's not determined will. It's the pleasured will of God. God says to us in the covenant relationship, I am that I am the Lord your God, and I am with you. I'm with you to bless you and make you a blessing. He's with us. He loves to be with us. A couple of nights ago at the full moon, I woke up, <clears throat> woke up in the middle of the night while Carolyn was laying in the bed and I thought I'd, well, I'd challenge her, but I thought maybe I'd better not. <laughs> I went outside in the middle of the night and I saw the full moon out there just shining. I said, oh, Lord God. The heavens do declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the works of his hands. God was with me to enjoy that time. I sit in the swing in the backyard and sometimes work on my messages. I look at all the flowers that my dear wife has made and has planted and along our picket fence and I said there wow I said God you're with me to enjoy this time with me he's with you when you go with your family on vacation God's with you he's just saying come come let us enjoy life together your pleasure be done on earth as it is in heaven and since my brother Don has been with the Lord these last few weeks, yeah, I've been thinking, Don, what are you doing? What are you saying? What are you singing? What are, what, what, what are, what's happening there in, in paradise? Can you imagine the joy and pleasures in paradise? We're only one breath away from heaven. Do you want to go? <laughs> and when he was there fighting the battle with cancer, I know he's going to go. I say, oh, man, I want to trade places with you, Don. (laughs) But he went on. We can taste of that joy and pleasure right here and now in the prayer of pleasure. God is waiting for us. Places, experiences. I talked with a brother here this, this morning. He said, I just was married in June. I said, well, that's my anniversary too in June. <laughs> One year for him, well, a couple months, you know. Like, brother, God was with you in your marriage. And I see these little kids. He's with our children being born. He's right there with us. He's enjoying it with us. The prayer of pleasure. You know, before we even ask God anything, we can praise and enjoy God's name. We can expect his coming back again. And we can pray the prayer of pleasure right here and now. Enjoy the Lord your God. He's with you to bless you because his face is shining upon you this morning.
Then turn over the prayer provision. Father in heaven, give us this day our day by day by day bread. And said, us prayer, which means I have personal needs. You've got personal needs. Pray to your Father in heaven. He's anxious to hear your words saying, Father, I need, I need. And God delights to do so. The psalmist said it this way, delight yourself in the Lord and he gives you the desires of your heart. We kind of tend to turn that around and say, Lord, give me the desires of my heart and then I'll delight in you. (laughs) No, delight in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart in your personal prayer. May not be all you want or all you need, but he, he is there with you. I think the last time I was with you, I said, God's face shines upon us, his countenance is toward us, because he's gracious toward us, and he gives us shalom, he gives us peace. It's well with our soul. It may not be well with your body, well with your soul. It may not be well with your wealth, your health or wealth, but it's well with your soul. It's well. It may not be well with relationships, but well with your soul. God delights to give you that. So pray for your marriage. It's an us prayer. Pray for your spouse. But in do that, you have to let their spouse know what you need. Open yourself up. God knows. He wants you to pray that prayer for each child and grandchildren. Every night, Carol and I get together and And after dinner time, we get together and we pray for all of our children's needs and all of our grandchildren's needs. Got three children scattered all over the United States, and we have eight grandchildren. One just got married back east. His wife came from the Netherlands. We were praying for her to come back to the Netherlands so they could get married. And God answered that prayer just last week. God enjoyed being there. Pray for your extended family. Pray for the family of faith. I was able to share at the installation service. The um, as associate pastor, we have all of our six elders in what I call a, a reaching out to the people in the congregation a shepherding program. And I encourage the elders here to do the same thing. Pray for your people. Get on the phone or email and pray for your people. Because when you do that, you'll enjoy listening to your prayers and they'll enjoy listening to your, your, your prayers for them as well. Pray for each other. and Pray for your elders. Pray for your deacons. Father, we are a great need. We need you, Father. Please meet our needs. That's followed by the prayer of forgiveness. Personal forgiveness with God. We are forever forgiven. Forever forgiven. So when I stand up here and we have our communion service, I love, whether it be Evergreen or here, wherever it is that I have the chance to do this, I say we're forever forgiven because God has forgiven all of our past sins of thought, word, and deed, behavior. He has forgiven all of our present sins. He's forgiven all of our future sins. They're all forgiven. We are forgiven people. Therefore, we can forgive ourselves. I remember being in Vancouver, British Columbia, the street church ministry up there in Vancouver. And I was sharing on a message on assurance of forgiveness. Here comes this big, huge native guy running down the aisle with tears in his eyes. He picked me up and he shook me. 
And he said, for the first time, David, I can forgive myself. Because I know I'm forgiven. The enemy doesn't want us to forgive ourselves. But we're already forgiven. We forgive each other as well. If you're forgiven of all your sins, you're justified. God, by his grace, has justified you. He's given you his grace, pardoned all your sin, accepts you as righteous. You and you and you and you and you. Therefore, what else can we do but forgive each other, right? And God delights when we forgive each other. Our, assess, our sins, our trespasses, our debts. Because forgiveness means we're loosed. He's taken it away. The debt is paid in full. And then we have the prayer of protection. Lord, Father, I don't want to be a Job. But if I'm a Job, if I'm a Job in this life for a while, protect me. Protect me, Father. John chapter 17, verse 11. We are protected by the name of the Lord. That street church ministry, I saw a guy named Alan on the back seat. He's trembling as I'm preaching the word. Just trembling. The next night, he's in the front seat, trembling. I'm watching him. When I give the invitation, Alan comes forward, and I put my arms around him, and, and he prays the prayer of repentance or forgiveness to the family of God. He's no longer trembling. But he says, David, you've got to help me. You've got to help me. How can I help you, Alan? When I go downstairs and I walk those streets, when I go and lay in my sleeping bag at night, I hear bad voices. I hear these voices attacking me all the time. Please help me. Took me to John chapter 17, 17, verse 11. You are now protected by the name of Yahweh, the Lord, the eternal being one. He came back the next night, beaming from ear to ear, and he said, David, they're gone. They're gone. All those voices, I don't hear them anymore. Yeah, because I'm protected by the name of the Lord. Alan, on the streets of Vancouver, he shares his testimony. You know what they call him? The demon chaser. We are protected by the name of the Lord. In other words, the prayer of protection goes right back to the prayer of praise and adoration. Praising his name, Yahweh. So as we listen, we need protection. Our marriage is the protection. Our family is protection. The enemy works overtime. Divide, conquer, destroy. That's his, that's his purpose. That's his way. We need the prayer, the prayer, prayer of protection. My marriage is protected by the name of the Lord. My family is protected by the name of the Lord. This church is protected by the name of the Lord. We need to pray that God would just reach out and protect us as his own. So what's the first prayer? Prayer of what? An adoration with joy. That leads us to the prayer of what? Prayer of expectation. He's coming. I'm homesick. I want to go. But until I go, I can expect God to work in Coville or wherever else. Followed by the prayer of what? Pleasure. I'm the Lord your God. I'm with you to enjoy life with you here and now. Places and experiences of life. Birth or family or seasons of life. I'm with you. That's followed by the prayer of what? Provision. Father, give us this day our daily bread. 
followed by the great prayer of forgiveness. I'm loosed. Hallelujah, I'm loosed. He's taken all my sin away and given it to Christ. He paid the debt in full. There's no more debt to pay. I can forgive myself, and I can forgive you, and you can forgive me. Most precious three-letter words of love. Please forgive me. I forgive you. And last of all, the prayer of protection. The enemy is working overtime. Overtime. I kind of even sensed that even this morning. I'm struggling with my voice. I don't know why. Prayer of protection. Because it's the prayer of praise and adoration. Father, holy is your name. Father in heaven, we we do pray that you would grant us a refreshing look at this Lord's Prayer this day. Help us, Lord. We love you. You love us. Thank you for being with us this day. In your name we pray these things. In your name, amen and amen.